ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Similarly, act. 
purport by his divine grace there was, there was a question given in Kon Banega Karolpati, who will become Karolpati. And they said, uh, what is the correct name of the founder Acharya of International Society for Krishna Consciousness? So they said, Abhay Charanaravin Charan Prabhu, then Bhakti Siddhanta Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, then His Divine Grace Srila Bhakti Vedanta Swami. He said, choose one of them. And if you choose correctly, uh, then you get some 40,000 rupees of the question. So, which, which is correct? Is it Abhayasana or uh, His Divine Grace or Bhakti Vedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada?
ಗಂಧಭಾಂಪವೇದಿ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಿಂಧು ದೀನ ಬಂಧು ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾ ಕಾಂತಾರಾಧಕಾಂತಮೋಸ್ತೆ ತಂತ್ರಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಂಗೀ ರಾಧೆ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿ ಪ್ರಿಯೆ ವಾಂಚಕಲ್ಪಾತರೋಗಶ್ಚಾಂದುಪಾಸಿಂಧು ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೋ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಯದ್ವೈತ್ರಿವಾಸಾದಿಗೌರಭಕ್ತರಿಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಓ ಬೆಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡೆಮಿ ಗಾಡ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಸಿ ತ್ರೀ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ವೆರೈಟೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಫ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಡ್ಯೂ ಟು ದ ಕಂಟ್ಯಾಮಿನೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ತ್ರೀ ಮೋಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನೇಚರ್ ದ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಂಟಿಟೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ದಾಸ್ ನೋನ್ ಎಸ್ ಪೀಸ್ಫುಲ್ ರೆಸ್ಲೆಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೂಲಿಶ್ as happy and happy or in between all is religious irreligious and semi religious we can deduce that in the next slide these three kinds of material nature will similarly act so we find that this conversation is taking place between yamadutas and vishnudutas both of them have arrived uh, at the time when Ajamil was about to leave his body. Yamadutas appeared saying that, well, this person has committed uh, all the sins. There is nothing left out in the scripture which has not committed and therefore he requires to punish. And what do they do? They throw his, their Yamapasha. Now it's interesting that Yamapasham is material group, whereas the soul is spirit. How can something which is material pull the spiritual? Sorry? So it is called the subtle body, so therefore the rope can reach or the passion can reach only the subtle body. So when the subtle body is extracted, along with that we find both the soul and super soul come out. Now whether the soul comes out first or the super soul comes out first or the super soul comes first and the soul follows. Which one is correct? They come simultaneously. So when the Yamapasham reaches the subtle body, when it's trying to pull out, then both the soul and the souls, they're good friends, thick friends, so therefore they both come out simultaneously. Now here is a lesson for us. Yamapasham can reach only the subtle body. If you don't have the subtle body, then Yamapasham can't reach us. So the whole technique of Krishna consciousness is to see that that subtle body is removed or the subtle body is dissolved. And the only process by which one can dissolve the subtle body is by Krishna consciousness. So someone who practices Krishna consciousness sincerely, then slowly and gradually the subtle body disappears. So at the time of departure, the gross body goes to the cremation, there is no subtle body and therefore the soul returns back home, back to Godhead. It goes back to the spiritual world, Vaikuntha. So this is the process of Krishna Consciousness. And we say that to err is human and this is a real story I'm about to tell which has happened to my own mother and uh, she repeated throughout her life so many times and therefore I thought in this context I can think of that uh, what has happened to her. She left of course six months back uh, due to Covid she left her body but this incident happened to her when she was at the age of about 10 years. So that means that about 82 years back this happened, uh, this incident happened to her in my native place. She was down with cholera 
and then uh, she was seriously ill at that time and the Kaviraj, my grandfather himself was a Kaviraj or Ayurvedic doctor and uh, he said maybe she's not going to be alive and he was also an astrologer and he looked at a chart and he said that if she survives today, she'll live. But if she doesn't survive today, uh, then she's going to pass away. And at that time, according to my mother, the Yamabhutas appeared and then uh, took her life. And as she was taken, suddenly she found the conversation taking place between the Yamabhutas. Hey, I think we seem to have brought the wrong Sita, because the mother's name is Sita. We are not supposed to get this Sita, we are supposed to get another Sita, and then suddenly they blocked her. <laughs> and then she fell from wherever she was, she hit the body, and the loud scream, she woke up. And at that very instance, in the next lane in the village, another name by Sita, she left. So therefore, wondering, like humans, whether uh, even Yamadutas commit the mistake, but however, dynamically they make the correction. So it's not like us that we commit the mistake and then uh, rectification, whether it's possible or it may not be possible, but in her case, instantaneously the rectification took place and therefore after that, my mother survived for another 82 years. So she left her body at the age of 92, a couple of months back. So why I'm saying this is that we, uh, we, we should not, we can take that sometimes even higher ups can commit the mistake, uh, but they can make themselves uh, the connection taking place. And here we find a beautiful conversation is taking place between Yamadutas and Vishnudutas and this is the Vedic culture. This is the tradition of Vedic culture. That you try to uh, win over the other person through reasoning, through logic, through appeal, through Shastra, through Pramana. It is not by force and this tradition we find here we find that the uh, Yamadutas are having a conversation with the Vishnudutas and the recent history also we find that uh, Shankaracharya had conversation with, uh, with uh, uh, he had conversation with Mandalavishra and Vidyabha and he defeats them and they accept what Shankaracharya was saying. And before that we find during Janak Maharaj, uh, the conversation took place between uh, Ignaval, uh, Ashtavakra and the, uh, the Brahmanas who were in the courtyard and Ashtavakra defeats them and then he becomes the royal uh, priest to Janak Maharaj. And we find the same tradition in Sripad Ramajacharya who defeats the Mayavadis and the trend continued in Madhvacharya and it extended to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who we find that he defeats uh, a scholar like Saradhamabhattacharya and then we have Baudevidya Bhushan uh, defeating uh, Ramanandis. So therefore this is the glorious tradition of Vedic culture. It is not by Talwar which uh, some religious sects they try to do or by throwing money uh, which uh, another community started. So therefore here, there we have an idea uh, by preaching in Krishna consciousness we are trying, this con is trying to uh, bring the persons on the main fold or mainstream of Vedic culture but at the same time we have uh, other communities through Talwar and through money uh, the conversions are taking place. Because through money and talwar or this sword, whatever conversions are taking place, it's happening on a massive scale, so much so that uh, 
Today what we find, we call as Pakistan, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, they were all part of India and the residents were all 500 years back, they were all part of the Vedic culture, but in this 500 years, so you can say roughly 300 million Pakistan, another uh, 200 million Bangladesh, 20 million uh, Afghanistan and equally a sizable number of things, about 150 or 50 or 60 million in India. They were all originally uh, part of Vedic culture, uh, but now they have moved away and became uh, Islamic. But the quality we find, the transformation takes place through conversation, through affection, through love is glorious and uh, therefore the Vedic culture uh, is a culture which one should uh, imbibe or embrace uh, so that it gives not only the higher aspect of uh, spirituality but even the moral level we find that uh, tolerance, patience, uh, forbearance, some of the wonderful characteristics are uh, visible uh, in persons who practice uh, this culture. And so here we find uh, the Yamadudas were not able to really pull out Ajamila uh, because Ajamil has uttered the name Narayan. And this is once again the Vedic uh, culture where the names of the Lord are given uh, to the individuals. Sita, Rama, Hari Prasad, uh, Sri Hari, the Janaki, they are all the names we find in the previous generation. Uh, people used to give the names. And all those like, wonderful names have been given, but having come to the Western world, instead of using that name as a source of uh, preaching by reading Ajamila's pastime or understanding of the pastime, they tend to change their names. That was the first question was asked in my office. Uh, would you like to change your name because it's too difficult for us to pronounce your name? I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm going to retain my name and you'll have to call me as Chandra. Well, that's fine because Chandra is very significant. Chandra Shekhar, my full name here because it's called Shiva. So therefore, I said, I won't change my name. Whereas my friend, his beautiful name, Radha Krishna, has become Radhu. So, at least if he had called himself as Krishna, uh, like people calling Ajamil, uh, Ajamil calling Narayan, all the colleagues would have benefited in the office. They would have purified over a period of time. Uh, but he calls himself as Radhu, neither he is getting benefited, nor the colleagues are getting benefited. So, if you do find a situation where you are required to change your name, uh, please change your name to Narayan or Krishna or Hari, uh, so that that's the way of preaching uh, to others. Indirectly, you are helping them to purify themselves. But I find another friend of mine, his name is Padmanabha. Somebody, Lord who has got the lotus navel, but he has changed his name to Paddy. <laughs> Padmanabha has become Paddy. Is that an easy shot? Easy for them to call. But such a beautiful name the parents have given uh, and you are not, you could have used that name to preach others, but instead he has changed to marry. So therefore, is once again that we should give names to our children after the names of Lord Vishnu or Lord Krishna or the following the Vedic culture and that the beauty we find in the current generation of parents in his call, they give their name, the children, uh, their names, the Lord. Of course, uh, with that, they are not given the opportunity to spiritual master to give the holy name of the Lord. So the master has to add only Das, or Das. So if you spiritual master is Das, then you become the holy name. So then, uh, uh, O Bhastu, so here we find Tata Anyatra 
anumiyate anumiyate it is inferred so we find that there are uh, three ways of understanding uh, the knowledge or three ways of understanding the vedic culture or uh, to receive the knowledge one is the pratyaksha which is the direct perception second is anumana so here it is anumiyate it is anuman or it is a past experience and the third is the shruti that is by hearing from so we call it shruti pramana so we find that based on what has happened in the past we can see and we can predict the future and for example the weather conditions based on what has happened last year around december uh, in melbourne uh, we can reasonably uh, predict what is going to happen or what is happening in december or january february i'll give a simple example based on this in hyderabad every year in the month of june on 7 or 8 for the last so many years we call it as mrigesha pravesham or the onset of the monsoon it will take place on june 7 or june 8 and on that day uh, there is a family called gauda family in hyderabad for the last 100 years they have been administering uh, one special ayurvedic medicine for treating asthma and other uh, allergic reactions does anyone know about this so this family is known to give that medicine only on june 7 or june 8 that the onset of mrigesha that the onset of the rainy season every year happens that day and persons or people who have asthma problem worldwide descend on a jet in hyderabad about 40 to 50000 sometimes up to 100000 uh, they come they stand the queue to take a special medicine and how is that medicine administered that medicine is administered uh, by taking a particular type of fish it's a small fish maybe the size of 1 cm very tiny fish and the mouth of the fish is delicately open and they place that uh, medicine ayurvedic medicine on um, in inside the mouth of that fish and then he drops that fish like we take a tablet and it is said that these patients they have received medicine through the modern medicine or through alternative system for number of years but they continue to suffer the problem but when they take this particular medicine on june 7 or june 8 every year for 3 years uh, then the asthma the allergy problems all disappear so it is predicted based on the previous past as here the verse is saying um, they predict the next this year also on june 7 or 8 the rain uh, first rain for akas in hyderabad and then the dog family till then they we don't know where they are but on that day they are near chamina the old city and they sit there and then the police come they they arrange a queue and then the fisher people fishermen they come they get their small fish and all the medicine is given free it's not that they charge anything nothing is charged it's only the fisherman who charges 10 rupees um, for the each fish the small tiny fish and the medicine is so therefore we can see based on the behavior equally based on the behavior of a person we can predict the behavior of the person now in the past how he behaved we can predict the behavior now and we can predict the behavior uh, in the future as well and on uh, in this regard i think i must have said earlier in one of the sessions banasai maharaj once said that there was an american lady who was from nowhere uh, 
in a, I think 35 years or 40 years, suddenly started saying something which no one could understand in the family. And then uh, it went on and suddenly she would wake up from sleep or uh, doing some other activity, enters into that emotion and starts weeping. And in that she starts saying, murmur, she murmurs something which people in her family did not understand. So therefore the family members take her to the doctor and the doctor said, well, I'm not able to understand. Uh, but he said, next time when it happens, please record, uh, audio record, whatever she's saying. And they do the audio recording and give that audio recording to the doctor. Doctor hears the audio recording. He too could not make out because it was not in English. But he had uh, a friend in the university, who was a linguistic, and he gave that uh, tape to that uh, linguistic person. Linguistic person understand that language, goes to understand the language, and she, in that it is, I believe, Arabic language, she is shouting, do not close the cave, do not close the cave, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. And it closes. So, they said, why is she saying that? And that too, she is an English speaking person, but she is saying something, she herself does not want. Later on when you ask her, she does not know what she said and she can't see the language as well. So then, uh, they went to the archives, whether in the history of mankind, tracing back the last 5000 years, did anyone say these statements? And to their surprise, they found that some 2,500 years back in Egypt, as they were building up those pyramids, uh, one of the, I believe, uh, where the workers were working, suddenly the, uh, the windows started closing, the, and the, the slab, whatever it was, was closing, and all the persons who were there inside that place, they died. And at the time when they were dying, they were all shouting at me, don't close the cave, don't close the cave, we are dying, we are dying. And the same statement she was uttering now, not in consciousness, but in a semi-conscious state. So what it means, Maharaj said at that time, whatever was the consciousness 2,500 years back, she still retains the same consciousness even now. So therefore, here in this verse we find that the way the person behaves now can be, you can see him behaving uh, today and also into the future uh, because the consciousness does not change uh, so easily. So we find uh, it's not only the modes as we know that the the peaceful is representing the mode of goodness, the restless represents the mode of passion, and the foolish uh, represents the mode of uh, ignorance. So it's not that somebody is fixed in a particular mode. It is the, these modes are, uh, they are competing with each other. The same person at one time uh, could be in mode of goodness, and other time he could enter into more of passion and then more of ignorance. And we find historically um, many examples uh, which can be taken. So one example which we find in Bhagavatam is that of anyone? Example of Bharat Maharaj. Bharat Maharaj was on the Bhava platform. It was not an ordinary platform, but on a Bhava platform. Almost the uh, prema, the final stage. But even at that stage, the more had impacted him or has affected him, and the result was uh, he fell down to that platform. Is so he had to take the birth as a deer. Uh, and then uh, Krishna's mercy, protection by the Lord, he remembers what has happened and so therefore he was hovering around the 
uh, ashram in, in the forest, and the next life you become Jarabada, and then become black soul. So that means that the modes are so strong on a person, they do not lose their hold so easily. So we find that some amount of loosening starts when? From which stage? Mama. Mama is very high. That far. Nishka. Sorry? Nishka. Yeah, from, from starting the moment you start uttering the loosening start, but a significant amount you can see from Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya, Anartha Nevati. So once you cross Anartha Nevati stage, then you find the loosening of the hold of the bones and take place. Till such time, uh, we will be experiencing, and the devotees will be experiencing uh, the modes applying on them. So, therefore, Lord Kapila speaks about um, this aspect of devotional service in third canto of Bhagavatam. Uh, somebody performing in mode of goodness, somebody performing in mode of passion, and then uh, in mode of ignorance. So, in this context, we also have uh, stories like. Uh, Bhartur Hari, this is the video I have seen recently uh, by Nithai Sehnimata. Has anyone seen this small video? Pride, for, uh, fall come before the pride. But uh, Bhartur Hari was uh, a lesson we had as a child. Bless you. Bhartur Hari, we had a lesson uh, as school going children and he was considered to be a wonderful king and but not maybe not many of you know Bhartulari but it is said that his brother is known who was called Vikramaditya and Vikramaditya is known because of the story of Vikramaditya so Vikramaditya and the Vikramaditya uh, especially the TV serial so therefore the whole story was highlighted so Vikramaditya means uh, Bhartulhari wrote, uh, called, we had a lesson called Niti Shatakam or Bhartulhari Shatakam. So in that we find uh, something like what has been said in this, he says that. But before we take up Bhartulhari Shatakam, uh, Bhartulhari himself, like Bharat Maharaj, he gives away his kingdom, he gives his royal palace everything. Uh, including his wife. Some say that he beheads his wife, some say that he gives up his wife, uh, but he uh, makes his younger brother Vikramaditya the king and then leaves the palace and goes to the forest for doing uh, tapasya meditation. So he was on that platform where he could very easily give up the material comfort. But yet, while taking bath in a river, at one time he had placed, he was on a saffron rope, so therefore he placed his saffron cloth on a branch hanging from a tree uh, just uh, on the bank of the river. As he came out, he saw another sannyas equally placed uh, his orange rope on the same branch. Now, Bhartulhari became agitated and he started fighting with uh, that person. He said, how is that where I have placed my clock, my saffron clock, that you are placing your saffron clock? At that time, a simple villager uh, comes to that pond to take water and he sees two, these two sannyasis fighting on that and she says that you both are sannyasis and you are fighting on a piece of cloth which is hanging from the tree that this space on the branch belongs to yourself and you do not want other sannyasis to place his piece of cloth, his orange rose. At least our king, Bhartulhari, who was so great that he left everything and then he walked the forest. You are worse than him or you are worse than him. She did not know that one of them happens to be the Bhaktivari. So what it tells 
are that the person was in mode of goodness, but the mode has agitated him, and in shame he walks away from that place. He says, "What am I doing here? That having rejected the kingdom, I'm fighting for a small space on the branch of a tree." Now we he has written Shatakam. Shatakam is hundred verses. So Niti Shatakam. He writes. Uh, verses neatly is on moral grounds. So therefore, one of the verse uh, he says uh, is that you can extract oil from the sand. You can extract oil from the sand. You can get water from a mirage. You can get water from a mirage. But you cannot convince a foolish and obstinate person. You cannot convince a foolish and obstinate person. So I found that to be very uh, interesting. Here it says that someone who is foolish, so the person who is more of ignorance, such a person uh, cannot be convinced so easily. He continues to be obstinate. And he continues to be uh, in his own foolish world. But how such a person uh, can be lifted? That's what Prabhupada is saying. Therefore, the best policy is to dissociate oneself from the three modes of material nature and be always transcendent to their contamination. So, whether somebody is in mode of goodness, mode of passion, or mode of ignorance, it doesn't matter because they're competing with each other and the same mode, maybe a person may be more of goodness, but some other time, as we have seen the example of Bhattu Hari, uh, they can enter into mode of ignorance. So the best thing would be to dissociate ourselves from the contact with the modes itself. And how do we do that? Prabhupada gives the uh, course of verse from Bhagavad Gita, Mamchayo Abhyamichalena Bhakti Yogena Sevate Sarvana Samati Tetan Brahma Bhuyaya Kalpate One who engages in full devotional service, who does not fall down under any circumstance. Now please note, who does not fall down under any circumstance at once transcends transcends the most of material nature and thus comes to the spiritual platform. Now, how is this possible? Because we are all performing a devotional activity. And we can take an example from Bhagavatam itself, uh, the example of Bali Chakravarti and uh, his sister. When Mahanadev walks into the courtyard of Bali Chakravarti, where he was performing yajna, seeing the beauty of Lord Ramadev, his sister uh, becomes attracted and in, she develops an affection for Ramadev. And what was that affection? Motherly affection. She develops a motherly affection. And therefore she wanted to give that affection to Vamandev. But as the events unfolded, she observes not only this Vamandev takes away her brother's kingdom, but also ties him with the rope and drags him. And that makes her angry. So her affection from Lord Vamandev shifts to the affection of her brother. And then she develops the second emotion. And what was the second emotion? To kill Vamandev. So you can see that both the emotions, the first emotion was the affection for Vamandev, and then the second emotion was to kill Vamandev. Now, Lord, when his scripts is playing, because he is the script writer, he is the dialogue writer, he himself plays the role and therefore he directs the role as well. So therefore he is one in all. So I call him as, like we had a movie uh, in Telugu. Uh, what was that movie? 
ಕರ್ಣಭೂಮಿ ದಾನವೀರ ಶೂರ ಕರ್ಣ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ದಾನವೀರ ಶೂರ ಕರ್ಣ ಎನ್ ಟಿ ರಾಮಾರಾವ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ದ ರೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಕರ್ಣ he himself writes the script he directs it he does the photography he is the karana he is the bhimsen he is the krishna all all the was everything he has done it so similarly here we find krishna writes the script the transcendental script and he plays the role and he directs it what does he do he says okay here is a person who wants to show the motherly affection but at the same time wants to kill me so therefore what does he do he gives her the role of putana so next slide so she comes as putana and in putana's role she smears her breast with the poison and then as she approaches lord krishna but lord krishna he looks at this service the service attitude what was that of putana that she wanted to give us a mother the affection the milk and milk is considered to be according to vedic scripture it is dharma or it is liquid religion so the religion means dharma means it is the lord's own rules and regulations so therefore she is trying to follow the religion of the dharma and therefore he looks at her service and he takes that service but at the same time whatever the contamination because he is bhavagraf uh, janardana uh, so therefore he look he takes away the contamination but just takes her bhav her service attitude and then awards her the role of dhatri in the spiritual world so similarly when we perform our devotional activity our devotional activity could be contaminated with the modes with the, with the poison of the modes say a pujari is on the altar when the pujari is on the altar if the pujari is not performing as with that right attitude the pujari is not doing then he is not actually uh, performing puja to archavigraha but he is performing puja to the elements to the marble stone to the idol it is not to be lord so therefore what is important is that i may be performing puja my attitude should be right my service should be right and therefore what happens when my attitude is right and the service itself it goes to the guru parampara and therefore in the guru parampara by the mercy of the guru and the parampara my attitude my service gets purified so therefore it reaches the lord and what does the lord do as a reciprocation purifies gradually my consciousness so the more i get myself involved in devotional activity then the more i find with the right attitude the cleansing is taking place or the reciprocation by the lord is taking place and then we come to the brahma bhumi kalpati then we come with samadhi taita that we become transcendental to the modes and therefore we come to the uh, the brahma platform and on that platform the actual devotion service begins and then such a person will not even engage in full devotion service that such a person will not fall down uh, from that platform so therefore summarizing there is a possibility that yamadutas may commit mistake beware but so they can get themselves corrected dynamically uh, this has occurred not only for my mother but my mother gave another example as well in the village that two instances she records uh, having the same mistake committed by yamadutas so therefore uh, if we do not want to go through or if we do not want yamadutas to approach us then we should purify our subtle body or we should dissolve our subtle body and the only way to dissolve a subtle body is to practice uh, krishna consciousness and therefore shri prabhupada said that it's 
we can predict based on the past how the future is going to be. It's not going to change so easily. And we have so many examples like we have seen uh, Bhaktivari uh, as an example. And the only way to overcome or transcend the most is by practicing Krishna consciousness. And in that, whether our attitude should be right, our approach should be right, uh, and then our service should be right. So therefore, when we perform our activity, we should show that sincerity, that genuineness in our consciousness. Uh, then, uh, by the mercy of Guru and Parampara, uh, we find that we become uh, Lord reciprocates, and in that we become purified. On a uh, final note, this I have seen uh, Amok Prabhu from Delhi. Uh, it was a small two minutes, three minutes video, because uh, it was in Hindi. And he says there that what devotional service have we done? Chanting. What chanting have we done? So most of the time you are sleeping. Anyway, you said you have done some chanting, two marks given to you. But unless you get 100 marks, then you won't be able to enter the spiritual world. Then he says, I have, uh, I have heard your Bhagavatam class regularly. Are you sure that you have heard Bhagavatam class regularly, sincerely, or you were sleeping? Anyway, you said that you have heard Bhagavatam class, another two points given to you. So four points, but then how about other 96 points? So this is what Yamamutas are asking him. You have done what only four points, so unless you get 100 points, you can't enter the uh, spiritual world. What else do you have? He said, I am part of this con. I am in the shelter of Shilapopa. Okay, award another 96 points. 100 points, we got it. We will go to spiritual world. So, this is our shelter, Shilapopa. Yeah. Any questions or any comments? Sorry, Prabhu, I didn't get it. You said that because belong, belonging to Srila Prabhupada's name, we have the 96 remaining points. Yeah, he said that, okay, you have to, unless you get 100 points, you cannot enter the spiritual world. So far, you have shown that, okay, you have done some chanting, the quality of chanting, the teacher gives you only two points. Then you have attended Bhagavatam classes, the quality of your attendance gives you another two points. Then uh, he says that, okay, you have, uh, have practiced Ekadasi. What Ekadasi? Your food, your water prasadam you are taking on Ekadasi is much more richer than the ordinary taste. So you can't be really fasting. But even then, at least you have not taken grain, one point given. So therefore, five points you have to save it. But how about the 95 points? Then he says that, well, uh, I am on the shelter of Srila Prabhupada and whatever little is possible I am trying to do uh, on behalf of Srila Prabhupada. There, because you have taken the name of Prabhupada, you are given the 95 points. So initially you got 5 points because of chanting, 2 points, then uh, Bhagavatam class, 2 points, 1 point for Ekadasi, 5 points, but having taken shelter of Srila Prabhupada, you get the 95 points. So therefore you get probably 100 points. Now you are able to enter the spiritual world. My, my question is, what it means taking shelter in Srila Prabhupada? Because by taking shelter in Srila Prabhupada's Lotus Street doesn't mean I neglect my, the quality of my chanting is poor or Bhagavatam uh, is poor or, or just... So what it means that I am trying to do sincerely what is possible for me and by doing that, even though I am doing within the most like Putana has done it, that uh, she her bhav was taken, a service attitude was taken, and Bhavakan Janana Krishna has awarded her the Dhamdi role in the spiritual world. Similarly, I'm doing whatever is possible to me and taking the shelter of Srila Prabhupada, taking the shelter of Parampara, taking the shelter of Guru Maharaj. And because of that shelter, that contamination part is taken away and therefore uh, your service attitude is given the full score because of the shelter and you return back. You still 
to take it for granted. Okay, I'm taking sure that I'm a member of ISCON and so that means I'm guaranteed that I'm going back to COVID, but that is, that's not the No, 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 no. The, the, the concept, the principle is that you are, you are doing your best. Whatever you are in, you are, you are deepening your shelter does not mean that, like Prabhupada said, that okay, I've got my father's photo, my mother's photo, and my dog's photo, and the spiritual master. It is not in that sense that we try to do whatever is possible to the best of our ability in the given situation, and yet there are any lacuna, anything is uh, unfulfilled part is to be completed, that part will be taken by the process or by the parampara and therefore you will come back home. In that sense, for example, that quality of chanting that you mentioned that you're okay, you're chanting Hare Krishna and you get two points. It doesn't doesn't match or that that that's it's not compatible with with what we said the Kinshade Shila Prabhupada. Because Prabhupada said <coughs> at least 70% will have to endear. And that so it means that two point two point mark because <clears throat> whatever you are chanting or that, that doesn't make sense, at least to my understanding. No, 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 it is we should uh, it is being said by uh, Amor Prabhu, who is the uh, I think he the is one is the president or uh, is the president of Noida Temple, I think. Okay, and uh, he is saying that, that look, you should, it's not saying that you you do whatever chanting you want to do, you will, you will pass the score. No, on a lighter line, he is saying that look, you are doing chanting, but the chanting is not effective. You are doing Ekadasiva, that Ekadasiva is not effective. You are hearing Shrimad Bhagavatam, it is not effective. So on the lighter line, you saying that you improve on this part, that the first part. Then, when you see if you are not, and then you also have the shelter of Shila Prabhupada, which will pull you up uh, to the transcendental world. So these two things, it's not that, okay, you don't do chanting properly, you don't uh, follow the breath, uh, or you don't hear Srimad Bhagavatam carefully, you do not make an effort to change your consciousness, and still you will be able to go to spiritual. No, that's not the point. It is, it is trying to address a situation where you feel, yes, you are doing your best, and yet you, are, you fall short. That shortage is fulfilled by Shila Prabhupada. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, what is that verse? Ananyayato Chintayatama. That is, okay, I carry what you have, what you don't have, I'll try to uh, give you. So it's in that context that it means. I think I got the point that the only thing that uh, I, I humbly request is clarify the point what that means to take Shita and Shila Prabhupada or what that means to be under the shed of Shira Prabhupada. Because it can be easily misunderstood that because I'm a member of ISCOM and I'm, I'm doing and I'm doing my best, so-called best, because we have to be very sincere how we are practicing the movement of the process itself and how we can honor Shira Prabhupada, taking shelter on Shira Prabhupada, so to speak. That means serious interior. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it, so in it, that way, yes, Prabhupada will pull us. So that is my humble request. In order to uh, avoid that misconception, like, okay, I do my best, so-called best, and Prabhupada will do all the rest. So no, 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 no. It is, it is, we have said that, we have given the example, pastime of Bhutana. Uh, we have taken the example of when I do my service on the altar, it is what what intention, what emotions, with what feeling I do that. Otherwise, it is not Achavikrana Puja, but it becomes an idol worship. So therefore, all those I am displaying, but still there is some lacuna, and that lacuna, uh, Prabhupada, 
father's uh, merciful grandfather he take care. It is that context. Definitely, but with that example of that devotee that you mentioned, <clears throat> when he said, okay, you are doing some chanting, two points out of hundred. By that, it's just, uh, if we can infer that the quality of that chanting, to, in order to get just two points out of hundred, that means it's, it's not a good endeavor. And the same way, I'm just listening Bhagavatam class, okay, another two points. It that means the person who is practicing also called listening the Bhagavatam class to deserve two points, it's not that he is doing his good, his, his, his best. So in that sense, it's, we can infer that that practice of that person is not the best that that person is capable of. So for so, that reason, it's my, my concern. No, that, uh, that, that example doesn't present the proper figure, what that means that my interior and proper will help me, what will help or pull me to go back to Godhead. Because with that example, in order to receive two points out of 100, that means I'm not doing my best. Okay, 10% or 20% I will say, but 2%, that, that is my concern, the figure. That means we're thinking, okay, Prabhupada will do the hard work, and I'm, 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 because I'm a member of the ISCO, and I'm, I'm guaranteed be in the spiritual world of the future. If I am a member of the ISCO, Mataji, I should follow what Srila Prabhupada is saying. Otherwise, I'm not a member of ISKCON. If I'm deviating from that, I'm not a member of ISKCON. So this is being said by an exalted devotee like Amok Prabhu to encourage the participants that please buck up, please become serious. And why? So on one side become serious, the other side do not become disheartened because many devotees they come and say we are doing what we can do. Still anarthas are coming. What can be done? What can be done? What can be done? So in that context it is said that okay, you have to buck up yourself but at the same time um, do not lose hope because we have a shelter and that shelter will help you uh, to transcend uh, this path or cross this ocean. So it is not to say that you can be easy, you can be casual, and you can be relaxed. That's not what the intention is. Yeah, I definitely understand how, but we have to be very careful how we present this point, you know, because many people can get confused easily. You know, because, again, the way how it's presented, I'm stupid, so I'm getting confused. So like me, many perhaps, but no more of you, you got the point, but for me it's confusing. It doesn't represent the proper philosophy of our Shiva Prabhupada. Again, it's not okay, well, well, Take him here. Thank you, Mataji. Any other? Yes, Prabhu. Uh, I shall prove. American devotee is the same when uh, uh, one gets part of the most of material nature. When does uh, when does devotee reach another devotee and can you elaborate on, on that particular stage, See, anartha nivrutti, anartha means that which is not artha. And that artha, it means that uh, quantitative, if you want to look at ourselves, it is the kama the mother moha maksariya. So look at one, it is not others who can judge, it is we ourselves who can judge ourselves. Or somebody who is observing, you may be a spiritual master, or another devotee who is observing you carefully, uh, he will be able to say uh, how far uh, your anathas you are losing. So your desire, whether your desires have changed from uh, matter to the spirit. Kama, Krodha, Mana, Moha, envy. Somebody is unhappy, whether you become happy, or somebody is happy, you become unhappy. Somebody is rich, say, I can also be that rich. Somebody is poor, 
you find you say. So there are there are material qualities, but then how far you have refined those material qualities. And it is within your consciousness. And not only refined, but consistently you are able to display that. And that one of the ways you can display, or one of the ways one can observe, is that the purity, purity of consciousness, and purity of consciousness reflects in simplicity or in humility. You can observe a person uh, humility consistently in difficult situations, not in favorable situations. How does a person react? How does a person respond? This is what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita uh, in the second chapter. Uh, a person who is Tita Prajna, how does he behave? How does he walk? How does he talk? So that should be the Is that making uh, sense? Yeah, it is. Requires is close counseling. Someone should sit with whom you have trust, with whom you have faith. Uh, you should interact with that person closely and reveal your heart. So then the person will be able to help you uh, how far uh, you have uh, moved in the direction. Because for many devotees, Ananta Nibhuti is a major block. Unless that block is clear, uh, or one surpasses that block, the next stage is not easy to come forth. And more details you can observe uh, in the book called Manasiksha by Ragnar Goswami. If you have time, uh, please read that if you want to. That will help you to interact with other devotee in whom you have uh, faith. Because you need to interact, you need to talk. Only then uh, other person will know what is going through in your consciousness. It's not just uh, one incident based on that we can say that. It is uh, it's a counseling uh, part and I think ideal person will be your own spiritual master with whom you can talk. But if that is not possible, then close devotees in whom you have faith because you are revealing the secrets of your heart and when you are revealing the secrets of your heart to another person uh, you should have faith in that person that that secret will not be misused by the person it's only to that person you can reveal your heart not to others then uh, you will get the uh, required answer and what else to be done uh, so that you can progress on this journey? I think it's 9 10. We need to close the session now. Randara Srimad Bhagavan Ki Jai Shri Mahaprabhu.